but you can't use cannabis buzzwords. You can't say cannabis. You can't say THC. It's very unlikely that you're going to be able to get away with saying things like shatter or pre-roll or Mm. anything like that. And you can't use cannabis imagery either. Welcome to the Marketing Moguls Podcast, where we talk to the big shots, the heavy hitters, the cream of the crop in the world of marketing. This is a show where we sit down with the most brilliant minds in the industry, and we pick their brains to find out what makes them tick, what makes them successful, and sometimes what makes them want to pull their hair out. Each episode, we'll be talking to top executives, entrepreneurs, even influencers who have made their mark in the marketing world, and we'll be asking them tough questions like, what's the best way to increase conversions? Or how do you come up with a killer ad campaign? Or why do marketers always wear black? But let's be real, we're not just here to talk shop, we're also here to have some fun. So we'll be discussing some of the latest trends, we're gonna be sharing some hilarious marketing fails, and maybe even trying to convince our guests to let us in on their secret to creating the perfect meme. So whether you're a marketer, a business owner, or just someone who's fascinated by the world of marketing, this podcast is for you. Sit back, grab your favorite drink, and join us as we dive into the minds of the marketing moguls that are shaping the industry today. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Marketing Moguls Podcast. Today, we are joined by Emily Nelson, who is the Director of Marketing over at Aeropay. Emily, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on this morning. Yeah, thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Of course. Before we get started, I always like to ask our guests, if you don't mind, could you just take a moment or two to introduce yourself to to me and to the audience? Just let us know a little bit about who you are, your role, and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. So my background is interesting. And I currently work in the fintech space that specializes in underserved industries like cannabis and trading, sports gaming, etc. And I have a deep background in payments. I worked with around 400 of the top payment processing houses in the United States, which is kind of exciting. And so I made some really great relationships there. And ended up getting into marketing through that role because I was able to do my own marketing for my own portfolio. So I actually got into marketing through the lens of sales. And so ROI was always the goal. And so I always looked at it from the perspective of revenue. And I ended up going to the cannabis space working with Blackbird, which was a e-commerce marketplace and loyalty platform that worked with the nation and actually worked with Canadian retailers as well. It seems like a bit of a jump, but I am really passionate about cannabis. I am from Humboldt County. And if you are not familiar with Humboldt County, it is the Mecca of the weed industry. (laughs) And it's kind of iconic in the industry. So I have grown up in weed communities and I'm just really passionate about providing it and providing access in a safe way that is compliant, that is beneficial for both the consumer and the businesses, be them wholesale or retail. And I ended up going into FinTech for cannabis, which is Aeropay. And Aeropay is such a great merging of my history and background. And I've worked at other industries that have buzzwords. Like I worked at Tesla. Tesla, of course, obviously is everywhere in the ner- in the news. I love my background, it seems very varied and strange, but I got to Aeropay as the director of marketing just because I understood why advertising and marketing and cannabis is so difficult. And I learned through good times and bad at Blackbird, I developed the B2B marketing channel 
within the Blackbird organization. So it was really fun to develop an entire channel dedicated to marketing in cannabis. So I learned the hard way and brought all my experience to AeroPay. And that is the the short version. Gotcha. (laughs) No, that's awesome. To hear your story and how you made your way to where you are today is incredibly interesting. And I wanted to ask before we get into the weeds of AeroPay, could you give (laughs) us just like a brief synopsis of what AeroPay does, what you all specialize in, and then even to hear a little bit about like your target market as well, which you already mentioned a little bit, but I'd love to just hear more about AeroPay in general. Yeah, so AeroPay is a compliance-based payments platform that works with highly regulated markets. And we operate through an ACH bank-to-bank transaction where consumers are able to pay for cannabis without going on the Visa or MasterCard rails. Mm-hmm. do heard the PCI compliance board, Visa and MasterCard do not allow cannabis THC related businesses to compliantly run transactions. And so we have an offering where people and businesses are able to pay compliantly in a way that is secure and is safe for the customer to use. We don't ask for sensitive information and it's web-based. So you don't need to download an app every single time you want to pay for something. You can just go to your web browser and the login remembers you. So it's not this cumbersome thing to log in. Right. Try to figure out like when you're on the fly, it's like the same feeling of, oh my gosh, how did I get behind the person writing a check at the grocery store? Like, how did this happen? (laughs) (laughs) It's a very fast transaction and it's honestly wonderful for delivery. That's honestly where we shine in particular, because if you think about it, why would you want to order weed to be delivered or cannabis to be delivered and have to go, oh my gosh, I don't have cash. I have to go to the grocery store, buy a pack of gum, get cash back, drive home so my cannabis can be delivered so I can pay for it with cash. The whole system is hilarious when you like pan out 10 feet. We're a disruptor in the sense that cannabis is largely a cash business. It's run by cash. The manifests are paid with cash. And we wanted to provide something that was similar to a shopper's day-to-day transaction and something that they were familiar with and something that is honestly safer for the people working in the industry. And I think that's something that isn't viewed with enough intention as it should. Yeah, for sure. It's interesting to think too that I imagine there are so many challenges associated with this, which I want to get into here in a little bit. But before we get into that and start thinking about the different challenges that are associated with working with these kind of underserved industries, like you're mentioning, can you talk to me a little bit about what is working in terms of how you all market to your potential clients and everything like that? Say somebody needs this, which I'm sure a lot of people do. How do you all let them know that your product exists and that AeroPay is here to help them? We take a multi-pronged approach with that. We have the grassroots approach, which is bag stuffers, counter materials, going to top locations to help people sign up. So we do have a very fun grassroots, like we're here and kind of, and do that. We also are very SEO driven. All of our blogs and web is built to get in front of retailers and consumers. And we also are very much the experts in our field. We 
are not an e-commerce platform that decided to get into payments. We are payments and we're experts at it. And we really telegraph that and we lead with compliance and we lead with transparency. And that is one of the reasons we're trusted by the largest MSOs in the country. And I apologize, MSO is multi-state operator. It's something that is a cannabis specific term, but we work with some of the largest MSOs. And the main reason that we're trusted is because we lead with compliance and we lead with transparency. And the offering is incredibly simple. And simplicity is key when it comes to payments and offering the security and peace of mind that comes with that. Because everyone's very nervous about their personal information, especially when it comes to their finances. If an offering is overly complex, you're like, if I don't understand it, I'm not going to link my bank account to it. And so our messaging is about simplicity and security, and both of which we offer. It's not this, <laughs> we're going to hope it works. Like this, it's right. true. What we're, <laughs> it's truly what we offer. And I think that consumers and retailers can see that and trust it. In that same vein, like talking about simplicity and making sure that everyone understands where you all are coming from and how you can help and everything like that. What are some of the biggest topics that you all are involved with that you feel like are just very misunderstood about either what you all offer or maybe even just like the industry as a whole? I think the biggest struggle would be that cannabis does a lot of things in the gray area. And so what happening isn't always compliant. So a dispensary down the street who's running Visa or MasterCard transactions, just because they're doing it, doesn't mean they're going to A, get away with it for long or B, that it's compliant. And so there's this element of I'm going to do it till I'm told to stop. Unfortunately, Sometimes that leads to jail time. And I know that's a very strong thing to say, but you can't just wing it when it comes to (laughs) going up against really strong processes and legislation. And I think that's the biggest hurdle that we run into is we're trying to be educators in the space and go, hey, like you really need to look at the compliance in the transparency and the partners that you choose to work with because you need to partner with someone who cares about your business and wants to be with you for the life of your business. And to make promises like that, you have to be compliant. And so our biggest struggle is just trying to be like, I know that everyone wants to be able to operate like a restaurant and take all forms of payment, but unfortunately the cannabis industry is not there yet. And so we have to work with compliant offerings. And that is our biggest struggle is honestly, is just trying to not be boring and talk about legislation every five seconds but <laughs> and try to make payments exciting. And, but at the same time, take an educational approach. And I think that's the tonal difference that can be unique to cannabis and kind of difficult. Yeah, absolutely. That resonates with me a lot, I would say, because it's important that you all have that educational approach so that people can really understand like where you're coming from, why it's important for them to understand everything. But I completely agree with you that there oftentimes, even myself included, sometimes when things are too educational or too legislative, it's your eyes glass over, having a hard time paying attention. So it is very cool to hear that you all are trying to strike that balance between making sure that the content, the things that you produce is obviously fun to consume and interesting, but it's also educational and people can gain that knowledge out of it and everything like that. So 
in terms of cannabis, and we talked a little bit before we started recording here today about how there's been so many changes with it, right? And how we're always hearing that a new state has changed something or there's like a new federal legislation trying to come down or something like that. And I wanted to ask you, when it comes to like new markets, so for example, like I live in the state of Virginia and recently they decided to legalize cannabis at least to a degree. How do you all go about working and with and breaking into kind of these new markets as areas change their legislation or update things? How do you all penetrate those new markets, if you will? Yeah, that's one of the most exciting things about cannabis is that it feels like there's always an emerging market, which I don't think other industries get the pleasure of interacting with. And first and foremost, we educate ourselves in the legislation. We read all of the documentation necessary to make sure that we can compliantly work in that state. And currently, we can work in 37 states within the United States. We will try to attend local events first and get to know the state, get to know the industry, who's working there, what's important to them. Every state is essentially a microculture, and we try to make sure that we connect and have strong relationships. And cannabis is built on strong relationships, so we always want to go there first and make sure that if we're a good fit what value we can provide. Another big question is to make sure that we can integrate with the local point of sale. And the point of sales are all have varied offerings. There's core parts of them that are essentially the same, but there's some unique attributes that we want to make sure that we can work with. And we leave, we work with the leading point of sale systems in the country, but we want to make sure that we have a solid offering. And we also want to make sure, you know, we, we ask the obvious questions of, does the state support delivery? Mm-hmm. Does the state support curbside? Does the state support X, Y, and Z? And we try to provide information in terms of blogs and what you need to know, a state guide. We assign a salesperson who it's their job to educate themselves in that community. And we also join the Chamber of Commerce in the state itself. So we become industry experts. And that's honestly the nuts and bolts of it. It's not very exciting from a marketing perspective. Like we do have Google ads and we do run paid advertising, but there are limitations even in terms of advertising specifically to a state because each state has very specific regulations about what signage can look like, if there can be billboards at all, can you do delivery? And so we really, it's honestly to enter into a new market, it takes a lot of lift to make sure that we're compliant. Yeah, I imagine. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, you're fine. I was just wrapping up like we have to make sure that we're compliant with that particular state. So we have a solid offering for them. Yeah, absolutely. And I was thinking about it in sense of what you mentioned in the beginning there about how it's probably so exciting to have new emerging markets, like you mentioned, because yeah, I completely agree that other industries typically know what your market is. And in some cases, it's been the same for a long time. So to have Mm -hmm. that must be really exciting. But also, I imagine it's quite challenging to be able to come up to speed on these new states and this new legislation and to make sure that you're compliant and make sure that you're getting involved the way that you you all want to be. And that kind of brings me to something that I was going to, that I wanted to try to talk to you about a little bit was the challenges that you all have been facing. And I'm sure that they are numerous when it comes to these kind of underserved markets. But is there 
particular things that you've noticed, especially in your time in your marketing career here, that have just been specifically challenging for you in order to navigate with this industry? Hey there, we want to take a quick second to thank our sponsors of this episode, Tier 11. Do you ever sit at your computer wondering why you're spending so much money on advertisement for your business that drives little to no revenue? Does the idea of another month with low engagement make you want to pull your hair out? Well, you're in luck because the team of professionals over at Tier 11 can handle these issues in no time flat and make you forget all about your nightmare ad experience. Tier 11 is an advertising agency that manages over $100 million in annual ad spend and has more than 15 years of advertising experience. So it's pretty safe to say they know their stuff. Stop wasting your time and your budget on advertising that doesn't work and trust the professionals instead. Head over to www.tier11.com today and chat with the team member to learn more about how they can help you get more customers and increase their lifetime value. That's T-I-E-R-E-L-E-V-E-N.com. Now back to the podcast. Largely, it is the lack of freedom in your verbiage on Google ads, to be honest. And the, I don't want to use the term regulation. That's a very strong word, but I would say that the meta family, like Facebook, Instagram, they are not cannabis friendly. At my previous role with Blackbird, our Instagram account got shut down 11 times. And we were, I know, and we weren't even a cannabis provider. Like we didn't have our own product. We were simply delivery e-commerce in a marketplace. And the very fact that we mentioned cannabis was enough for us to go against their community guidelines. And that is the case with Facebook. And so we're able to advertise on in terms of social media, but we can advertise loosely on TikTok. You have to be strategic about that. And I'm saying we as the cannabis collective and You can advertise on LinkedIn as well, but you can't use cannabis buzzwords. You can't say cannabis. You can't say THC. It's very unlikely that you're going to be able to get away with saying things like shatter or pre-roll or Mm. anything like that. And you can't use cannabis imagery either. And so you're trying to create a Google ad and you can use the word dispensary. So thank God for that. But, (laughs) you know, you have to create a Google ad and you're trying to reach a very specific market. Like for B2B, we are trying to find cannabis retailers, like specifically cannabis retailers who are the decision makers. And then on the B2C side, we're looking to find cannabis shoppers who want to use a cashless option. And so trying to find the right verbiage and to reach the right audience in a way that stays within a budget is very difficult because you have to find that market. And I have to be honest, that is probably one of the bigger struggles is getting shut down by social media platforms and the lack of freedom in communication. Because that even applies to text messaging and text messaging platforms where you do marketing from a retailer. The TCPA compliance board is run and regulated by federal agencies. And you cannot mention anything cannabis related without the account being shut down and your message is not being delivered. And it's a very interesting, so like the, the avenues to the market are covered in obstacles. <laughs> yeah. It <laughs> Honestly, sounds like it. Yeah. But it's exciting. So you just have to have the energy of this is exciting. You have to stay nimble because otherwise 
you feel alienated from the marketing community because you're like, I wish I could do that. Like, I wish I could send really fun things. And, and the cannabis community is hilarious in terms of its memes and it incredible <laughs> too. It's like the possibilities are amazing, but you just have to, every time you post something on Instagram, there's like a, you're clenching a little because you're like, yep. is the day? Is this the day where we lose thousands of followers? Is this the day? Man, yeah, that's got to be so hard. But I agree with you that I imagine it can be really rewarding at the same time because it's almost like you're pioneering a new way of doing it, especially if it hasn't been done too often. And since it's emerging in these new places, it's wow. Yes, it's I'm sure very challenging, but it also, as you mentioned, gives you an opportunity to do something a little bit different. Sadly, we're running a little bit low on time, but I did want to ask you before I let you go, for people that are listening that are interested in following a path similar to yours, right? And maybe are interested in doing marketing and specifically doing marketing in like the cannabis industry. Is there any tips or tricks or anything that you can offer in terms of advice for someone who might be listening that might be interested in following a similar path to you? I think the best advice I could give is to find your strongest partners in the market and lean into your creativity and your approach to the market. So not just creative in terms of your branding and the colors, but really just take any path available to you and be open to having any conversation that could get you there because Mm -hmm. cannabis is really fun. It's full of incredible individuals, incredible businesses, and it is a newer market. And we do get the the benefit of emerging markets and you get to meet new people and everyone's excited about it. And that's an incredibly rare thing. And so I encourage anybody to get into who is in marketing and wants to break into the cannabis space to do it. It'll be a wild ride, but be creative, have fun, make really strong relationships and find those partners that work well with you and hold on to them and we'll get through it. All right, everybody, you heard it firsthand. Take the jump. Don't be scared. If you're interested, (laughs) do it. Sadly, that's all we have time for today. But I have to say, it's been a blast talking to you. Thank you for coming on the show. And thanks for talking about everything that you all are doing over at AeroPay. It's incredibly interesting. If anybody on the audience that's listening is interested in learning more about what you all are doing, where should they go to find more information about AeroPay and what you all are currently doing? Yeah, you can go to aeropay.com. There is a personal tab if you're a consumer and want to try it out and use it in your local area. Or if you are a retailer, you can go to business and our business tab and learn more about our partnerships. You can read our testimonials. Our retail partners have great things to say. We're really lucky in that regard. And hopefully we get to work with you. I would love to meet you and I'll actually lead your go-to-market strategy. So you'll get to spend time with me. (laughs) Perfect. Awesome. (laughs) All right, cool. Emily, thank you again for coming on. It's been a blast chatting with you today. Thank you for having me. It was so fun. Of course. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Marketing Moguls podcast. And we will catch you in the next one.